producer John Kuhn about to join us on the programme, Justin Marshall. Justin, I've been scratching my head and I've just been talking to Robbie here. So can someone explain to me, we, we see Papa Leahy getting a yellow card which gets upgraded to a red. They play the advantage of the Crusaders score, but wasn't there a clear knock-on straight off the pass just after the late tackle from Popolihi? Has no one looked at this? I mean, it's a clear knock-on, Justin. <laughs> and then they just allowed to play on. I went back and watched it three times. Robbie's just brought it up. Yeah, well, you're not going to get any more conclusive evidence of that than when we speak to JK because he saw it real time and uh, he was pretty filthy about it after the game, and rightly so. Yes, absolutely. We didn't get it uh, given back to us on the replay for Sky. We we, we focused, obviously, on the Papali'i offence, and then it just showed the, the the last three, four passes of the try. So we didn't get to go back and look at that because they certainly should have gone back to that being uh, not able to be played on regardless um, and the try disallowed and just a penalty being given. So, yes, that was missed by the officials. But, Justin, <laughs> it was one of the most bloody blatant knock-ons you can see in rugby. It was just so damn blatant yeah. it wasn't funny. So John Kerwin joins us on the programme. Uh, John, good afternoon. Welcome. Uh, jump into the discussion, my good man. Don't start me, mate. Don't start me. I'm just starting to forget about that. What's going on? Oh. I was all over Marshy <laughs> last night saying, bloody hell, you can't pretend you didn't see it, Marshy. But anyway, <laughs> like the, the, the interesting thing for me, two things, that is definitely a yellow card. But if you have a look, and I think there'll be mitigating circumstances, if you have a real close look at it, Richie was actually so, so low, he looked like he was doing a squat. He looked like he was sitting on a chair, right? So if he had been at full height... Bolton would have got him in the chest. Now, it should have been a yellow card. I totally agree, with it, but I don't think it should have been upgraded to a red. Um, you know, and so that was that was one thing. But then not going back to the knock-on was unbelievable. Now, look, look, and you, you should write this down, Marshy. I thought <laughs> the Crusaders... Get a pin, um, Justin, get a pin. Right? I thought the Crusaders deserved to win. I thought the Blues were outstanding. I was incredibly proud of their defence, but I think... What happened, Marsh, and you've been here before, right? You don't get any ball. When you do get your ball, you're in your red zone and you've got to kick it out of there and you kick it out and give them the ball back and it's just like this continuing um, revolving door. But I do think that that really took it out of their legs because late in the second half, they rallied a couple of times, but, you know, you can't make, I think it was like 179 tackles or something. So, yeah, look, the moments, um, you know, the, the, the Crusaders, if you're a coach... You want to start like that. I thought they were outstanding early. They probably missed a couple of opportunities. But the Blues gave them a bit of a fright. I mean, if Will Jordan's not out there um, and the ball bounces the other way, then, you know, Bowden does one of his X-Factor tries. But all in all, um, it was just a brutal game, Marshy. I mean, you wouldn't want to play today, would you, man? No, 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 you absolutely wouldn't, especially you and I, mate. And I have written that down too, FYI. Um, Look, (laughs) in that then... I need to ask you the hard question because you've been there, you've coached the Blues and you've coached many rugby teams. Was it the players tactically getting it wrong by aimlessly kicking the ball away or kicking at the wrong time or not finding their way into the right territory? Or was that the responsibility of the coaching team not getting their game plan right on the night? Because we've seen this happen before with the Blues when they were completely snookered 
by the Crusaders in the final last year where they just came and got tactically outdone on, on the day. Did that happen again the other no- uh, last night? Yeah, I think it was one of those horrible situations. They'll probably look back and go, um, so to answer your question, they'll probably look back and go, look, we probably should have hung on to the ball when we got it mm. back. Um, you know, get it in your 22. You probably need to be a little bit patient when you haven't had the ball. Maybe work to the middle, open the field up and try and get a better exit. Um, so they'll, they'll probably reflect on that and go, yeah. And then I think they, they had a kicking game, you know, to probably do some, some um, kick passes and stuff like that. And the game just turned around them. I think, I think both, and something we need to think about as New Zealand teams, you know, the pressure that both defensive lines were putting on made it very difficult to attack. So what do, you, what do you do? Do you take a bit more depth or do you actually put more kicks in? So I think that's, that's a, a double-edged sword. You know, I mean, 15-3 was the score. So the Blues will come away and go, OK, if we're going to be under pressure, if we're going to start and not have the ball for 25 minutes, um, you know, do we, do we chance our arm a wee bit more to get ourselves in a better, you know, kicking attack position? So... And is that tactics? I guess it is, and that's that's the beauty of our game. You know, sometimes you can work the tactics all week, and and um, you know the game is very very different to what you planned. Uh, J.K. Though, look, uh, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Bowden Barrett, and you know, should we try and retain him after 2024 when he goes to Japan? But where is the game now? Why do we need to go to the coaches to change a game plan? Isn't that his job? Isn't that with all of his experience? He scored a try back in 2015 in the World Cup final. There was no direction. It just seemed aimless last night. I mean, whose responsibility is it? Yeah, and no, I don't think it was as bad as that. I just think it was a, a defensive pressure and they just didn't have enough. You couldn't, like, sometimes when you watch teams play, all of our teams they set up their kicking plan. So when the defence line's very fast, they might do a couple of chips over the top. They might do some kick passes. They might kick long. You know, most most teams, if they're in that middle part of the field, 10 metres to 10 metres, then they'll probably try try to chance their arm three or four times and then they'll they'll kick for possession. So, you know, I just think there was... It was it was unbelievable how much defence the, the Blues were on and how much they didn't have the ball. And I think that really threw them out. I mean, Bowden was talking. I watched him specifically. You know, he was talking. He came over the sideline. He he was sending messages up to the coaches. So, you know, I think, you know, that both these guys, both him and Moana, are too good not to be able to try and change what they're doing on the field. But sometimes you change and um, that's not the answer, right? And I think that happened, happened last night. You saw them kick early. Then they tried to run it a wee bit, tried to run it out. Um, couple of turnovers, and at the end of the day, there was probably a try in it being a perler of a finish. Um, you know, like we said before, so late in the game, you know, Bowden chances arm a wee bit with one of those little kicks of his. So I just think it's two outstanding sides, um, and it's like chess with contact, and sometimes you get those things wrong. Yeah, I agree. It was a quite a quality game, and. And physicality and line speed, like you said, defensively, it was a real war of attrition. I uh, totally concur with uh, your summary of it. I um, wanted to ask you about your area of expertise, JK. There were three all-black wingers on show out there and Dallas McLeod. Um, what did you make of their performances, given that I know that Ian Foster and the all-black selectors were all in the stand watching? Who do you think they would have been most impressed with? Yeah, 
Well, if I if I came off the field last night and I was the other three wingers, I'd be going. Um, Leicester probably outplayed us all. Uh, mm. the, his hunger to go looking for the ball, even you know, I used to have a rule that if I was on the wing, I could work up until the far post, right? If we were going from left to right, I could work, so come outside the ruck, do all that sort of stuff, and that's what Leicester does. At one stage, he came outside the nine, and he was outside the second goalpost. So his mm. work rate and his physicality um, is awesome. You know, if I was if I was the All Black contractors, I'd be putting a contract on his on his table today. You know, um, mm. I, I, I like the other boy. I think he's growing. You know, he hasn't had many opportunities as he's coming through. So I thought he was solid. I, I like Talia. I don't think he got the chances probably that he'd like. I thought um, you know Caleb probably had his quietest night. He looked like he was carrying an injury. Um, and a couple of his kicks, so he had a bit of a, a probably a night he, he, he'd be looking back on and go, wow, you know. So I thought, um, you know, Leicester was probably the best out there and, mm. and what I thought was an all-black performance. I don't know how you saw it. Mm. Uh, JK, and I'll get you to comment on this as well, Justin. I mean, there's a lot of talk around Tom Christie and what he does at the breakdown, but I've got to say for the Blues, is there not a more underrated footballer in New Zealand at the moment than Adrian Choate? I mean, the guy's just a tackling machine. I mean, is he even remotely in the all-black frame? What a, why is it just certain guys just don't seem to have, uh, I don't know, just don't seem to get any sort of recognition? I'll, I'll say last year, you know, for the Chiefs, I thought Alex Nankerville was one in, in sort of midfield, and there just seems to be every season players like that. But look, if I'm rugby league, I'm signing Adrian Choate tomorrow. Oh, Alan Harvey, when I grew up, um, Marsh would probably have a couple of those guys. Unfortunately, yeah. like, I think he's been outstanding. Choate has been outstanding. He was unbelievable last night like carried hard, tackled hard, you know, and he's been like that for the Blues all season. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But I just think, like, I say this to people, you know, I'm sitting in the airport and everyone's asking me about selection. Who do you leave out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you talk about the All Blacks, who are you going to leave out for him? That's the hardest thing. Does he deserve to be there? Totally deserves a crack at some stage. But... Like, who do you leave out? You can't leave Sam Kane out. You can't leave Artie out. You can't leave Papa Lee out. Um, Ethan Blackadder. You someone mm. yeah, you can't leave him out. And then you need someone that's got to cover six. And then possibly mm. you're thinking about Scott, you know, Scott Barrett covering six as well. So there's just no... We've always seemed to... Hey, Marshall, you'd name a couple that, that you'd go, good enough to be all blacks, you know? But Yeah, weren't. yeah for sure. And and that's the... That's, uh, conundrum that selectors face, don't they, that they've got to be careful that they don't try and pick players to fill in versatility positions because I don't feel that's where you get the best quality out of a team. Like, if a guy is playing at blindside and is playing like a blindside, carrying tough, hitting people hard, working like nothing else, then that's his jersey. That's his position. You don't move him from lock to play blindside because you're trying to get a guy on the field. And that's, I feel, where the selectors are going to need to get to come all-black selection this year. They're going to have to get to a point where they are picking play. If you're the best winger, that's your jersey. doesn't mean you play wing and could possibly play fullback or centre. You bloody play wing because you're good at it. Well, that's what I was going to ask And that's you. where we're going to get the that's most out of you. Ask. I was going to ask you then, so where does Will Jordan play? Fullback. Fullback, because that's where he's always played, and that's his jersey. The only person 
that's shifted him from there, it's not been Scott Robinson, has been Ian Foster because he's trying to find a way to put Bowden on the field or equally have Bowden on the field but get Geordie on the field to kick the goal. So he's manipulating mm. the team around putting people in different jerseys because he's trying to find a way to put guys on the field for specific reasons like goal kicking. Um, or potential X factor because they can't start in their actual jersey. Yeah, and we've and we've come and done, haven't we, uh, Sir Johnny? I mean, you go back. Christian Cullen at centre back in '99. Um, Leon McDonald playing centre in 2003. You go back to Jerome Kano playing at lock against mm. Ireland in the United States. Um, uh, you know, every time we seem to take players and play them out of position, somehow we always come undone. Yeah, look, I think um, the back three is a little bit different, isn't it? I think all those guys are playing different positions. I'm I'm a bit. Um, with Marshy, I think I think combinations are really important. And you know, Marshy, you played in a position that was, you know, about your combination. I'm pretty sure that you didn't have to look sometimes, you know, yeah. to see if Mertz was yeah. there because you just played together so much. That's what I'm a little bit worried about. And it's no, it's no one's fault actually. Like our midfield combo, um, you know, even when you think about Rico last night, you know, he's 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 had Heem out there, he's had Roger out there, he's had Summer out there, you know, um, and in the All Blacks, when you think about great combinations, you know, Ma'anonu, Conrad Smith, you know, Walter Little, Craig Innes in my era, you know, that sort of, you need combinations to win or get that little pass away at the next level. And because the attrition rate's so big now and guys aren't getting to play with each other, I think there are real issues when you're coming down to winning really tight games. So I, I, I agree, but I think... Um, you've got to have a, a selection philosophy if in the, in the theirs is I want to have the best rugby team out there that would change that but um, for me one of the issues we need to get to if we can is like play what you think your combinations are I mean why are Retallick and Whitelock so good you know they know mm. each other they know each other's game they complement each other you know one one plays really tight and does the line outs the other one plays a bit looser and you know, does the does does a lot of the physical like you know, so that that would be a concern for me. Getting your combinations out on the paddock so that they can do a a blind pass that's going to win you the World Cup because you've played together so much. Sir John Kerwin, it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure having you on the program this afternoon, my good man. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Happy Sunday, people. Twenty-one. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, absolutely.